Prop KC here, and we are in week four. If you can believe it, we are a quarter away, a quarter of the way uh, through our semester. And this week, what we're going to talk about, and this podcast today is just for the purpose class, okay? So this is just for you, and from here on out, all the podcasts we have will be just for you. Uh, I won't be sharing any more podcasts, so that hopefully it makes it a little bit less confusing. But today, as we really dive in now and really talk about purpose and what that means for you and what that means in your work life, in your professional life, in your personal life as well, um, I wanted to start with a book that was incredibly instrumental for me, incredibly instrumental for a lot of people that I know. It came out, I want to say it was in the early 2000s. I don't know if I have a, a date here. 2000. Okay, so this one's saying 2012, but I think that was the reprint came out in 2012. I could be wrong on that, but I think that this book came back. It was the late 90s, early 2000s, and it was called The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren, who was the senior pastor of um, Saddleback Church up in Lake Forest, California. Now he's no longer the um, the, the senior pastor up there. Uh, he just. He just brought on his successor a couple of years ago, a guy by the name of Andy Wood. Um, but I would recommend if you get a chance, if you're a church going kind of person, if you're an evangelical Christian or Christian, and or even if you're not, it's, it's just a phenomenal church to go to. I've been up there a few times. It's, it's a huge campus. It's a huge, it's one of the largest churches in America, but it was led for 43 years by this gentleman by the name of Rick Warren. And part of his success he wrote two books one was called the purpose driven church and then he went uh and then he wrote another book a few years later called the purpose driven life and that one blew up it it took off and, and i think there are stats that show it's the single best-selling book behind the bible i think i'm correct in saying that okay it's either that or it's the single best-selling christian book behind the bible i'm not sure but it's it's way up there it really shook everybody by storm because we we live in a culture that when we talk about your purpose and we talk about where you're going in life, typically what you hear is people talk about going deep on the inside of you and knowing yourself better and you know what your purpose is and it's all inside of you. And, and there is truth to that. And over the next few weeks, we're going to look at that. And, and that is important to be reflective, to be um, to be a person who's able to dig deep on who you are, uh, to be introspective that that's important but rick warren when he came out with this book it, it was so countercultural, and i think that's why it took off so i just want to read through it a little bit and i've got some questions now make sure you're listening through the whole video today because the questions i have five five different questions here i'm going to give these questions to you as we're going through the video today okay so i'm not going to wait till the till the very end and give you the questions i'm going to give them to you so so you got to follow along here but I'm just going to read through this and then offer questions that you can press pause and take time and answer. He, here's what, and I think it's this first sentence that Rick Warren brings up. I think that this is what sets the tone for the rest of the book, which is very countercultural, especially when it first came out. And so I think this first sentence is really what set this book up for a lot of success. And here's what it says. <clears throat> it's not about you. That's the first thing that he says. It's not about you. 
And, and then he goes on and he says this, the purpose of your life is far greater than your, than your own personal fulfillment, your own peace of mind, or even your happiness. It's far greater than your family, your career, or even your wildest dreams and, and ambitions. If you want to know why you were placed on this planet, you must begin with God. You were born by his purpose and for his purpose. So we'll talk about all of that here in a second. But but it's interesting how he starts out by saying it's not about you. When again, especially when this book came out, most authors and it's kind of the you know timeline of Tony Robbins and Oprah, Win, you know, Oprah Winfrey. And I love both of them and the Dr. Phil's and all these kind of things. And when they're talking about how do you find out your purpose and who you are, it's really you've got to dig deep on you. You've got to dig deep on who you are. It's really it's it, it, it's all about you. Right. And and we think about what he says right here. It's it's it's, it's far greater than your personal fulfillment. For so many of us, finding our personal fulfillment, that's the thing that drives us, right? He said, it's not even about your peace of mind. And, and for so many of us and so many books that you can read out there, it's all about finding peace of mind. He even said, it's not about your happiness, and but happiness is a, is a huge word in our culture today, okay? And then he goes on to say, it's greater than your family. You know, there's some of you on the call today that the family is the highest value for you, your kids, your spouse, partner, parents, cousins, grandparents, whatever it is. Your family means a great deal to you, but he's saying it's greater than that. He's saying it's greater than your career, right? And and for a lot of us on this call as well, our career is everything, right? Uh, well, maybe not for you. I know for me, that's probably my biggest struggle. I love to work, and so my career can be almost everything to me. And he's saying it's even bigger than that. Even if you have a good career, even if you have a good job and you have a good purpose, it's bigger than that. And then he goes on to say it's bigger than your wildest dreams and any ambition that you have. And you say, man, that's huge. It, but it starts off by saying it's just not about you. So here's the first question I want you to consider and I want you to write about. When Rick Warren says it's not about you, what does that mean? Okay. And again, these are all reflection questions. So you don't need to cite anything or tell me you don't need to quote anything. Just, just tell me what you think that means. Okay. Um, and I think that that's really important for us to understand that you know, before we really dive in, it's important for you to just take time and, and just reflect on that. What does that mean to me? And again, he goes on to this, you know, the purpose of your life far greater than everything that we just talked about. And then he says, you must begin with God. You were born by his purpose and for his purpose. Now, here's what I want to say. I want to recognize this, that that Point Loma Nazarene is a faith-based university, and we make no apologies for that whatsoever. Okay. And, and we shouldn't have to. You signed up to take courses here, right? And so uh, there will be moments where faith comes into our work. And I make no apologies for that. And at Point Loma, we make no apologies for that. But I also recognize that there are people who come and, and you know, partake in our graduate programs who may not necessarily be Christian. They might be of another faith. Uh, they might have no faith. They might be atheists. We have the whole gamut. Okay. And because we are inclusive, we are okay with that. Okay. But it doesn't mean that we're going to stop talking about our faith here at Point Woman Nazarene. But here's what I'm going to say with this. This sentence, when Rick Warren says this, if you want to know why you were placed on this earth, you must begin with God. You were born by his purpose and for his purpose. Now, if you're an atheist, okay, or you don't necessarily believe in the same idea of God that maybe Point Loma does, that's okay. So here's what I would say to translate this maybe that in something that would be more palatable, more understanding for you. It would be um, 
if I had to read it like this, I would say something like, if you want to know why you were placed on this planet, you must begin with the universe, higher power, God, whatever. So you put in there or whatever feels most comfortable for you. And then you keep going. You were born uh, for the universe's purpose, right? You were born for God's purpose. You were born for a higher power's purpose, okay? By the higher power's purpose and for the higher power's purpose, okay? So however you want to think about that, I just want you to think about that. Now, <clears throat> here's the second question that I want you to consider, okay? When Rick Warren makes that statement, you were born for a greater purpose, what does this mean, okay? And again, just tell me what it means to you. And then the second part of question two is this, what do you believe uh, your larger purpose is, okay? What do you believe that your larger purpose is? And, and we'll get deeper into that, and you, and you might not know yet. You might be in a season of discovery, and, and that's okay. Hopefully, this class will help you as you're beginning to figure out what it is that you exist for, okay? But that's that's the second question. You were born for a greater purpose. What does that mean? And what does that mean to you? I just want you to consider that and think about that. And then what do you believe your larger purpose is, okay? Okay. <clears throat> Rick Warren goes on to state this. He says, the search for the purpose of life has puzzled people for thousands of years. That's because we typically begin at the wrong starting point, which is ourselves. We ask self-centered questions like, what do I want to be? What should I do with my life? What are my goals, my ambitions, my dreams for my future? But focusing on ourselves will never reveal our life's purpose. And then he goes on to quote the Bible, which says, it is God who directs the lives of his creatures. Everyone's life is in his power. Rick Warren goes on to say, contrary to what uh, many popular books, movies, and seminars tell you, you won't discover your life's meaning by looking within yourself. Okay. Uh, you have probably tried that already. But here's what Rick Warren says. You didn't create yourself. So there's no way you can tell yourself what you were created for. And then he says, if I handed you an invention you'd never seen before, you wouldn't know its purpose. And the invention of it, it, itself, you know, that thing itself, the product itself, that the invention itself wouldn't be able to tell you either. Only the creator or the owner's manual could reveal its purpose. Okay. So here's our next question, our third question. You won't discover your life's meaning <clears throat> by looking within yourself. That's what Rick Warren says. Okay. Do you believe that this is true? Why or why not? Okay, so that's the third question. When Rick Warren says you won't discover your life's meaning by looking within yourself, do you believe that this to be a true statement? Why or why not? And just kind of explain that out for me, okay? He goes on to state, you cannot arrive at your life's purpose by starting with the focus on yourself. You must begin with God, your creator. You exist only because God wills that you exist. You were made by God and for God. And until you understand that, life will never make sense. So again, if you don't necessarily have that same belief, you can say you were made by a higher power, by the universe, whatever it is, okay? Your sense of what that higher power would be, okay? But, but, but what this is saying, don't get lost in that. Uh, try to... Try to dive into what Rick Warren is saying. And what he's saying is that there's something bigger that you exist for. And it's not just the, you know, to get a nicer house, to get a nicer car. And so these questions, these statements and, and these questions that follow it 
exists to, to get you thinking a little bit more about what could my life purpose be? Some of you already know you've done the work. You've had a lot of conversations about this. You've talked with mentors. You've talked with people that you trust. You know what your skill sets are. You've taken the assessment. Some of you already know what it is, but there are others on the call who would say, I'm not quite sure what what that would be. And so what this is just stating, it's giving you an introduction to say, hey, it, it, it has to be something outside of yourself. It's not just about you. Okay. And he goes on to say, it is only in God that we discover our origin or our identity, our meaning, our purpose, our significance, and our destiny. Every other path leads to a dead end. And then finally, the final paragraph I want to read, he says this, many people try to use God for their own self-actualization, but that is a reversal of nature and is doomed to failure. You were made for God, not vice versa, and life is about letting God use you for his purposes, not for using him for your purpose. Now, that's key there, okay? And what Rick Warren is talking about is if we're not careful— we tend to use the world around us to make ourselves better as opposed to using ourselves to make the world around us better. That will get you into trouble every single time. And when I say getting, you know, getting into trouble, it doesn't mean you're actually going to be in trouble. But what I'm saying, you're never going to reach your full and highest potential if you are always thinking about yourself first. And how do I use the people around me to, um, you know, to build myself? Okay. As opposed to how do the, how do I use my talents and my gifts? to build the people around me. I was having a conversation uh, just this past week. I was up in, I was up in Denver. And so uh, on my last evening there, I had, I had dinner with my consulting partner up there and we were talking about one of our clients and who is an amazing person uh, who is a, um, um, I, I would say a, a, an impressive, this person has impressive, an impressive resume. They've got a lot of education they're they're getting more education as we speak um but one of the issues that we looked at is that this person seems to be on a quest um to continue to prove him or herself to the rest of the world and we talked about the awkwardness of working with this person because everything they do is really about them it's trying to make themselves better this is a person who doesn't want to admit when they don't have the answer this is a person who is a little bit standoffish and has this kind of attitude that I'm a little bit better than all of you, even though that mask is just hiding a lot of insecurity and, and a lot of fear. This is a person who uh, sees their job as a stepping stone to get to where they are next. Now, now, I'm not saying that that's wrong, okay? There's some of you even now who are in jobs and you're saying, I don't want to be in this job forever. And you do see it as, okay, if I just spend a little bit of time here, it's going to lead me to the next thing. That's a natural progression of life. And that just shows you have a mindset that says, I'm always working towards progression. But if we're not careful and everything becomes a stepping stone, then once again, it's, it's trying to use the world around me, okay? Trying to use the world around me to make myself, you know, you, you know, to, to, to empower myself, to lift myself up. And that's not what leadership is, okay? Leadership is always and only taking the gifts that we've been given, taking the skills that we've been given, the natural talents that we've been given, and using those to impact the world around us. So here's the next question I want to ask you before we get to our final question, okay? Um, 
<clears throat> what are some ways, and I want you to reflect on this. This is very important. What are some ways as, as you look at your current journey that you're on, whatever that is in your career, your life, your profession, what are some ways that you think you are potentially using the world around you, the community around you, the people around you, the job around you, maybe even friends, to build yourself versus you using your gifts to build them? So again, I just want you to reflect on that. Maybe the answer is no way. Yeah, Maybe you're like a Mother Teresa out there and you're just doing amazing things and you're always giving to other people. But I, I know enough. I, the reason why I'm asking you this question is because I know that for most of us on the call today, that answer, if you're really reflective of it, you will be able to say, you know what, you're right, Prof. JC, I, I am spending a little bit too much time thinking about, you know, thinking about how I can use the people around me and use my job and use my boss and use my coworkers to build myself versus myself building them. Okay. Now, again, at some point, we do have to be a little bit selfish. Okay. You can't walk into the world around you. You can't walk into your job and always just be thinking about everyone else. If you do that, you're going to get burnt. And some of you know that. Okay. But if you're always and only thinking about yourself, I promise this, you're never going to get to where you want to go. So it's, it's, it's both, it's both, it's both ends of the spectrum. If you're never thinking about yourself, you're going to get walked all over. You're never going to get to where you want to go. If you're always thinking about yourself, you're going to end up walking all over people. And therefore you're not going to get to where you want to go because no one's going to want to have you around. You are consistently looking out for yourself. If you have to err on one side, come closer to the middle, but go a little bit towards the side where you're saying, I'm really doing the best I can to consider other people and help them. John Maxwell has this quote to say, uh, and, and it says this, or maybe it's Zig Ziglar. I don't know. Somebody back in the 80s and 90s. And it says, if you will help enough people get what they want in life, they will help you get what you want. Okay. And here's what that means. Zig Ziglar wrote a book one time and it was one of the best books I've ever wrote. It was on, it was about sales. And he talked about this car salesman who really appreciated selling cars, who really uh, felt that that was his call in life was to sell cars. But he said when he first came into it, it was all about money. And so when it was all about money, it was just about him. And he was trying to sell the car that would make him the most money. When he transformed his mindset and he decided, I'm going to sell what's, you know, I'm going to sell to the customer what they want, what's best for them. Even, even if that means a customer comes on a lot, I know they've got, you know, the money in the bank, they've got good enough credit that I could give them, you know, a top of the line brand new car that's going to be, do well for me. But after hearing them talk, I realized what they really need is a used minivan. I'm going to put them in a used minivan. And the whole story, I mean, it was so dramatic. I need to get this book. It was so impactful for me. Um, and, and to hear this guy's story, you know, being a salesman. And he talked about all the success he had, but really the success began to come when he said, my job is to put people in what they want, okay? And then trust the process that eventually when they come back and they and they decide they want that, that hiring car, they're going to come to me because I took care of them the first time, okay? So that's important for us to understand this. I'm getting a little bit lost on this, but I'm just so passionate about this. Do not use the world and the community around you to build yourself. Use yourself to build up other people around you, okay? <clears throat> so, so this brings us to the last question here. And again, it kind of goes back into you thinking about what your purpose is. But I just came out of a chapel where um, I, I believe the company's name is Sackcloth and Ashes. And uh, the founder's name is Bob. I don't know his last name. 
Bob Dalton or something like that. He gave a, he gave a good talk. It was for all the undergrads. And, um, and by the way, if we have any chapels in the future, if you want to come, you're allowed to come. Uh, it's not just for the undergrads, but it just, it, it happens to be, it's for the, it's for the on-campus students, uh, on-campus students. It's, it's mandatory for them. So he came in and he talked and, and one of the last slides that he put up, He's trying to help these young bucks, you know, here, try to figure out what, what their purpose is. And here are two questions he asked. And I'm going to ask you to write about, you know, today. Again, thinking about your purpose and maybe up top in the first question or the second question, you weren't able to answer that, uh, you know, very well when I asked you, what do you believe your purpose is? But I want you to think about this. It's a two part. It's a two parter here. What brings you joy? So when you think about your life. What makes you smile when you're doing X, Y, Z? What brings you a sense of peace that you're doing the thing that you're meant to do? And whatever that thing is, what brings you joy? And then none, number two is this, what injustice in the world do you hate? What injustice in the world do you hate? This young man, um, a young man, he's probably my same age, if not older than I am, but he had a vision that came out of his mother becoming homeless. And at one time he used to judge homeless people and say, well, if they just pick themselves up by this, you know, bootstraps, if they would just go to McDonald's and find a job, you know, then they'd be okay. But then he, his, his own mother became homeless and, and he began to have a passion for this. So he started calling a bunch of homeless shelters in the area and said, what do you need? Every single one said blankets. He started making blankets almost like the Tom's. If, if you know anything about Tom's shoes. That same model where he said, okay, if you buy a blanket, I'll donate a blanket to somebody who's homeless. And he's now, I mean, he's been doing this for almost 10 years now and thousands upon thousands and hundreds of thousands of orders uh, just around the world. He was, he was really impacted because Instagram picked him up and found him. Okay. And so that was his, that's the thing that he was, you know, that's the thing he was most passionate about. And then, then the universe responded, you know, and some great things happened for him. And so, he was driven though by by his joy and i don't know if you really talked about his joy but the injustice that he hated was the fact that homeless people or i guess it's the issue of homelessness but he can't solve it but what he can do is help in the best way he can to make sure that homeless people have blankets that they need okay if you were to ask me this i would say what brings me the greatest amount of joy is teaching i love to teach um I love the classroom. I love I'm I I believe personally that education is is the way to transform the world, which is why I'm an educator. Okay. Uh, and which is why I believe in this field of education for other educators as well. It's not just about me, but it's about this field, I believe, has the power to transform the world. And then the injustice that I hate the most is it really it 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 it's the biggest thing that gets under my skin are poor leaders. Okay. And I'm going to do the best I can to make the workplace out there all over the globe as great as I possibly can. Okay. Uh, you know, as, as good as I possibly can. That's the mission I'm on. So if you think about my own life, again, I'm just giving you an example here. What brings me joy is teaching. What's the greatest injustice that I can't stand? Horrible bosses and horrible workplaces. People the world over, billions of people have to get up every single day and go into the workplace and they're giving up a third of their day, which means a third of their life is given to the workforce. Uh, it ought to be a really great place for people to be. Okay. And that's what drives me. So I want you to think about your own self. What brings you joy? The thing that brings you the greatest amount of fulfillment and contentment. 
And what's the injustice that you hate? And it could be anything, right? It doesn't have to be some big one like racism or diversity or whatever. I mean, it can be those, but it doesn't have to be. It could just be, I, you know, I don't like to see, you know, kids suffer uh, and, and be hungry, you know, or I don't like to see my kids suffer, you know, whatever it is, right? You, you come up with that. But as you're going to see there, as you write that out, the, the, the intersection of those two things will lead you to a life of incredible purpose. Okay. I look forward to your answers this week. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you in next week's podcast. Have a great week, everybody. Reach out if you need me. Take care.